Grumpy Old Geeks, a weekly talk show hosted by Brian Schulmeister and Jason DeFilippo, discussing the finer points of what went wrong on the internet and who's to blame. Welcome to Grumpy Old Geeks. I'm Jason DeFilippo. And I'm Brian Schulmeister. I have a little announcement this morning, Brian. Oh, do you? A little personal announcement here. <laughs> After seven years about working with the Jordan Harbinger Show, formerly The Art of Charm, I will soon be moving on to uh, different pastures. Wow. Congratulations. Oh, thank you. It's been a great run. I've got nothing but love for those guys. They're family to me. So it's not this is not a, you know, a bad split. It's just time for things to change up a bit. Mm -hmm. And we're all still friends. You'll still be hearing me on some feedback Fridays and things like that. We're just we're hammering out the details on what that's going to look like going forward. But uh, I'm not leaving completely right away. Because there's going to be a handover period, but after that, you know, I still love doing Feedback Friday with Jordan, and uh, we, we're still going to try and work some stuff out. But yeah, I'm going to be moving on to a new company soon, and ch -ch changes. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's yet to be determined, but I've had some good interviews with a couple different places, and I'm looking forward to the future. Wait, are you saying we don't make enough money from this podcast that this is all you could do and survive? Sadly, no. <laughs> Sadly, no. Yeah. Well, you know, it's it's we've been doing our show now for six plus years. Six and a half. Yeah. Six and a half. Almost as long as you were working with Jordan. Uh, lots of changes have happened in my life. Lots of changes have happened in your life. Uh, that's that's life. So that's here life. we are moving on. Jason's got his big announcement. I will have one in the next six months or so as well, because yep. there are changes coming <laughs> yes, and uh, it's all good. But uh, we're still here, at least for now. Patreon.com yep. slash GOG. Exactly. If we can get, <laughs> if we can 10X you guys, then we might be. Hey, 10X and this is all I'm doing for the rest of my life. That'd be great. Absolutely. <laughs> but uh, for now, uh, let's talk about the Taco Bell Hotel in Palm Springs. I looked at the story. It is um a little disappointing. I'm not sure what I expected, but uh, I'd be a little bummed out if I booked and went. Yeah. The really interesting thing is, well, there's a couple interesting things here. I watched the video. The video is good. Well, well produced. Mm -hmm. And uh, there are a couple of things that stood out. Well, the clientele is exactly who I thought was going to be there. Exactly. All of Bakersfield. <laughs> no yeah. offense, Bakersfield. I wonder if we have any downloads from there. <laughs> <laughs> but I love that they put in the stories how everybody's like, I love Taco Bell, but I usually don't remember it because I'm so drunk. <laughs> <laughs> I bet uh, the alcohol sales were through the roof at that hotel oh, for yeah. this weekend. Yeah, absolutely. And the, the weird thing is, though. You could order all this Taco Bell merch, but the one thing you couldn't do was order Taco Bell. You couldn't get the food. <laughs> that seems like marketing 101, at least open up a little kitchen in there or have, you know, 70,000 tacos ready to go. Yeah, I mean, they did have a kitchen, obviously, because they would do food drops by the pool. So you had to wait, you know, like like a, a cow at feeding time for them to come by and put your food in the trough. So you could. Yeah, I, I don't get that, because if you booked, if you went out of your way to book a stay at the Taco Bell Hotel, I'm expecting tacos. Yeah, well, I'm <laughs> expecting seven layer burritos because that's all I get at Taco Bell. I love right. those things. Yeah. But yeah, it's like, OK, if I can't get the one thing that I want, then that's annoying. It's well, really it, annoying. Looks, it looks like we dodged a bathroom bullet. <laughs> yeah, we say <laughs> we saved a lot of money on TP. That's for sure. Yeah, this is an interesting one because I found this over at the Huffington Post. Oh, yes. And uh, I'm, it's interesting. It still carries her name since she's no longer even involved. Whatever. You got the brand. 
Yeah. This goes back to some of our very first episodes <laughs> of doing this show. And I would just like to say, as much as I hate the Huffington Post, I love it when we're proven right again and again and again. And this is an article titled Self-Driving Cars Are Still Years Away. That's what? probably a good thing. Yep. <gasps> Because all we do is read articles on the show for six years straight about how how just uh, we're we're days away from self driving yep. cars and right we always say nope nope <laughs> nope <laughs> yeah I mean there was a there was a time when the technology was was coming up pretty quick and I got I kind of got sucked in by the Kool Aid a little bit and I'm like oh maybe five years now now it's back to nope twenty twenty <laughs> it's gonna be twenty I I've stood fast with that for a long time and I also still hold fast to the uh, we cannot have a mixed environment. It's it's going to be all or nothing. <laughs> End of story. No doubt about it. You cannot have human drivers and self-driving cars together on the same roads. It's not going to happen. Yeah, I I think I'm going to call this Jason's theory of relativity because it's <laughs> like you can't you you know you're chasing that 20 years as fat the faster you go to get closer to dri- self-driving cars it's still 20 years away. It's like the speed of light, you know, yep. it's, it's always there. It's, it's, it's the, uh, the, the, if you go half the distance every single day, you never get there. So that just made <laughs> me very happy, but it's a really good article to get, he lays it out, but wait, hold on a second. You just said an article on the Huffington Post is a really good article. I, I gotta, I gotta say he agrees with us. So <laughs> hey, it's a really good article. Buzzfeed is an official news source, whatever. It's a, yeah. Cats are playing with dogs. <laughs> What he means is Old Testament, Mr. Yes. Mayor. Real wrath of God type stuff. Exactly. Fire and brimstone coming down from the skies. Rivers and seas boiling. Forty years of darkness. Earthquakes, volcanoes. The dead rising from the grave. Human sacrifice. Dogs and cats living together. Mass hysteria. Enough. I get the point. It's madness. 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 So check it out, guys. Mm-hmm. And I've got a bit of follow up about my AirPods. I was just complaining on the last show about how the battery life had uh, basically died on them. And I was actually having other problems I didn't even mention, which is one of them I couldn't hear out of for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. And um, I had a Star Wars moment, a, a little Luke Skywalker moment where I took C-3PO and put him in a bath. Uh, I basically bathed my AirPods in um, in uh, what what's that stuff called? Uh, rice it's the booze <laughs> but you don't like to dr- but you can't drink it because it'll kill you oh uh everclear well not that one uh, uh alcohol uh, rubbing alcohol rubbing alcohol Tiring. i bathed my air thank you for that i, I had a <laughs> Brain senior fart. moment <laughs> uh yeah i basically bathed my airpods in rubbing alcohol and uh they're working perfectly wow which uh which percent did you use the, uh, the 70 or the 90 i used 90 90. Okay. I was going to yeah. say 90 is probably the one to go with on that. Yeah. So, I mean, rubbing alcohol is, has, has saved a lot of my, uh, no longer plug in charging electronics. My Roomba needs a, the, those contacts need a rubbing alcohol bath like every week, basically. Mm. But, uh, and I realized, huh, maybe that'll work on my AirPods. AirPods. I got nothing to lose, uh, you know, except for the 300 some odd dollars. And I gave, it a go. On that one. <laughs> I gave it a go and it worked. So I, I have no complaints right now. They're they're working perfectly. They're holding a charge as uh, as long as they used to. And the sound is much better than they used to be because uh, there is a lot of caked on crap that gets in there. And if you just uh, screw around with a little uh, little rubbing alcohol and a Q-tip fixes everything. Yeah. See, I you know, I had a theory about that. Now that once you said that they weren't working very well and you couldn't hear out of it, I'm betting you get a lot of salt in yours because you sweat a lot and you wear them on your workouts. Yes, that's true. So I bet it was just a lot, a lot of built up salt. Apparently that, so. So puppy. working perfectly now. Hey, look, look at that life pro tip from Brian. Mm-hmm. I'm going to start lifehacker.com. Oh wait. <laughs> 
in the news. This was sent uh, to us by numerous people, including a friend of the show, Dr. David Teeter. A mod turns your Tesla into a rolling surveillance system. Yes, sentry mode on Tesla has been helpful for catching thieves and making sure people don't break into your super expensive car and do whatever because you can't take stuff out anymore. It doesn't matter. Um, But yeah, there's a problem with this. Shockingly, Uh, it basically turns your car into a rolling surveillance detection system because it records everything around you. Well, you do have to hack it to make that work. But I would like to point out that this exact scenario that this guy talks about where he you know, basically plugs a computer into a USB port mm-hmm. then runs things through if yep. and uh, gets reports out. And he's, you know, can put on um, facial recognition to see if people are following license him. License plate plates. recognition. Yep. License plate scanners. The whole thing. Yep. I laid this exact scenario out like three years ago in a, se- a security segment with Bittner. Well, and as soon as Huffington Post writes an article about it, <laughs> hell hath frozen over. Yeah, this, is, this, this is one's here. on Engadget, though. It's not it's not HuffPo. I know. I know. Still, it's like this is this is it. This is it. And I'm like, what happens when these are networked? Yeah. This is going to be it. We so, are in the surveillance state. Of course we are. We're, we put cameras and everything and, and the technology for doing facial recognition spottily and uh, license plate recognition very well uh, is is all there. And it's just a plug in. <laughs> privacy is a plug in these days or privacy busting anyways. Yep. yep. So I'm glad this guy finally did this. This was uh, he did this at DEF CON, right? That's where he yeah, I believe so. probably did. You know, that's always the fun part about DEF CON is you get so much fun stuff like this. Yeah, you see how your life is being destroyed. Exactly. And this is an interesting one, and I'm very Mm -hmm. happy about this one. I think this is really good. Verizon is selling Tumblr to WordPress.com, a.k.a. Automatic. Okay. Run by uh, Matt Mullenweg. Right. And, you know, I've I've made fun of Matt a couple times on the show for being a billionaire. He has terrible OPSEC. (laughs) <laughs> but you can't you can't see all the like ex Mossad people walking behind him in the trees and stuff, I'm guessing. But, yeah, Automatic is going to take over Tumblr and the staff, which is about 200 people. But there probably will be a nice culling of redundancy at some point. But I think this is the perfect home for for Tumblr. You know, Automatic knows how to do this at scale and make money at it. True. But uh, they are also notorious. And, you know, be that. You can have your opinion about porn one way or another, uh, but they are uh, they're pretty anti-porn as well. So Tumblr will not go back to being what it was, which was a very safe space for a lot of people to enjoy uh, certain adult activities. Right, right. But it is a great thing for like WordPress Lite. You know, yeah, if somebody true. wants mm-hmm. to start a website, just a basic website, you know, here's here's baby's first website. <laughs> go figure out how to post. It's the perfect thing for it because posting on Tumblr is super easy. And they do have upsells like your custom domain and things like that, add-on yep. themes. And so it can be a profitable business again. They're just going to have to rebuild it under the automatic you know, banner. And I think right. they have a good shot at it. But here's the thing. They paid almost nothing for it compared to the $1.1 $1. billion <laughs> Yahoo did. Yeah, yeah, they really did. Uh, they got it. Got it on the cheap, as it were. What And it makes th- sense that they did because the user base has plummeted since Verizon took it over. Yeah, exactly. And WordPress.com has gone through the roof. So I think this is a perfect thing for people who want to start their own website and and just are daunted by WordPress. You know, if yeah. they can come up with really good themes for basic business sites, they can you take Squarespace to, off the market. Oh, they actually can. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's actually a good point. That's a really yeah. good point. Yeah, they could totally destroy uh, 
destroy them. So if they do it right, we'll see what they, happens. Yeah, they have a pretty good track record, yep. except for the self-hosted version, which still <laughs> drives me mad. The uh, the business hosting that they do, I love. That's where JPD.me is. It cost me 300 bucks a year there, and I never have to worry about anything. Right. We have talked a bit about how there are really only uh, two options for cell phones and how that sucks. You're basically going to do iOS or you're going to do Android. Well, Huawei is sort of kind of going to come on board and try to change that, but not really. They're basically just dipping their toe in the water here. Uh, they they have a long rumored Android alternative, Hongmeng, which uh, is also getting U.S. branding or English branding, Harmony OS. So they've unveiled that. Uh, they say it's faster and safer than Android. But right now, unfortunately, the software is only kind of primarily aimed at IoT products, smart displays, wearables, smart speakers, etc., instead of smartphones. They're they're going to hang on and uh, say and continue to use Android as long as possible. And then at some point, they basically have this as a backup when uh, Google says, you know, you can't do this, or you can't do that. They're going to say, well, screw you. We've got our own iOS and we're going to launch it. Screw you guys. I'm going <laughs> to my phone. Yeah. So they've got it's got a microkernel design. It's safer from the get go. There's no root access available. So a lot of the stuff that uh, we uh <laughs> why we won't use Android is being addressed here, which is kind of good, except for the fact that it's, you know, a Chinese company. Yeah, it's interesting how they, the new architecture is going to be. And you're going to see this thing eventually from, you know, other people with Android because Android is so old and bloated now yeah. that you can't really, you know, it's, it gets to a point where it's like, OK, time to start over. And yeah. I know Google is working on a new new OS, but this is, you know, take take this with a grain of salt because this is pretty much like a press release. <laughs> yeah, not it really. basically is. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I mean, but... I, I like the fact that uh, on the plus side, because we scream about this all the time, uh, it, it, this looks like it's going to be a fairly secure operating system for IoT, which right. IoT desperately needs. Yeah, so but it's that's a plus. It's, it, but it's made by, like you said, the Chinese. Well, yes. So as long as you don't mind all of China knowing what you've been doing. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Uh, there's a there's a balance there that must be maintained. <laughs> yes, exactly. As someone who has Chinese, you know, cameras in his house. As <laughs> yeah, you're well all know, in on the Chinese Chinese infrastructure. You're OK well, with it. Sorry, your iPhone was made in China, too, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> but not yeah. the software, not the software. And I found a really interesting article over on the New York Times. I'm not going to talk too much about it because it's just an opinion piece, but I liked it. It was really interesting. Uh, e-commerce promised the world. Are we happy with our purchase? And it basically goes through the history of e-commerce. And it's been 25 years since that first online transaction was made. And uh, we're still struggling with the balance between convenience and security. I would argue we're not struggling with that. Amazon is the biggest company in the goddamn world. <laughs> yeah <laughs> we are not struggling with it we like the convenience and we don't give a crap about the security yeah it was a good piece except at the end i was just like okay what was the point it felt like it felt like there was like the kernel missing there was <laughs> there was the the story wasn't complete it's like okay what are the conclusions it, yeah that well was it, for an opinion piece there wasn't much of an opinion that's true too it was kind of just <laughs> laid out the history of e-commerce yeah like, okay, exactly that's what i mean there was just i was waiting for the opinion and it never came <laughs> But as a history of e-commerce, it was actually pretty good. I agree. And Deliveroo is exiting the German market. Oh. Yes, yes. So much for schnitzel <laughs> on demand. A <laughs> uh, couple people sent this one over to me. And uh, just because they wanted me to hear, hear me say, Deliveroo. Yep. Here we go. But there we go. <laughs> that's it. It's done. I got it out for the day. Uh, here's the thing that I, the only reason I put this in, because I'm like, okay, who cares about this? Deliveroo has confirmed that it's exiting. 
but they want to thank the riders and restaurants that they worked with. And what they're going to do for the riders is they're going to give them, quote unquote, goodwill payments. Well, that's nice. Yeah, they're going to give them actually some money based on their work history and like average earnings over the past 12 weeks. But you have to have been a, a rider for them for at least 12 weeks. Right. It, it's nice of them to actually pay the riders. You know, that's I, I that's all I I was so, so surprised by that. I'm like, oh, my God, there's a company that's doing something nice for the people they're screwing over. How about that? That is amazing. I'm quite impressed as well. Germany yeah. is a damn fine place. I got to say. Well, it's so fun that they kicked out Deliveroo. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> and I found another opinion piece over at the New York Times. I probably should have bunched these together, but we didn't. Uh, we've talked a lot about the are we living in the computer simulation sort of thing where Elon Musk gets a bit stoned and starts talking about this and saying, certainly, yeah. certainly we are. Um, there have been some experiments that have been proposed in the last couple of years saying that we can probably find this out, actually. Through physics, uh, we can prove that we're actually in a simulation. And uh, the author of this uh, opinion piece argues do not do this. Do not do this. Do not do this experiment because you know what scientists do when they find out their experiments are flawed? They cancel them. So yeah. if all of a sudden we are a simulation that's being run by a, a greater intelligence than us or, or future us or something like that, and we discover that the simulation realizes it's a simulation, then we turn it off. Yeah. But is anything really deleted in the future? That's true. <laughs> Visibility is just set to zero, Jason. Yeah. No, this it's well thought out. I like it. I still yeah. think the whole thing is fairly silly. Oh, of course it is. But uh, whatever. It, it's you know we we love sci fi books. This is this is exactly the kind of thought case that would be a good sci fi book. It's interesting. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Hey, hey, we don't even have to wait for an author. We just go go out there because people are already doing it. Yep. Yeah. Let's just not do this, guys. And I also love the other side that says, well, it's either going to be really boring because, OK, we're not living in a simulation. Go yep. about your day just or like you were. Game over, dude. Game over. <laughs> game over. Yeah. Well, the White House is at it again. Do they oh. ever stop? That's yeah, true. <laughs> the White House has a proposal that would have the FCC and the FTC police alleged social media censorship. This is hands down one of the dumbest things that is getting floated around Washington right now. Oh, by all, yes, of course it is. The stuff has been debunked a thousand times. There, there is no social media censorship against the far right. There's no social media censorship against the far left. God, I wish there was. I know. <laughs> can, can, can we actually get this to work? That would be awesome. <laughs> yeah. But they want the FCC to develop new regulations clarifying how and when the law protects social media websites when they decide to remove or suppress content on their platforms. Uh, yeah, it's like this goes back to, you know, the safe harbor provisions and mm -hmm. how, which like, need to be reviewed. Uh, they do. We, we, we both agree on that, but not this way. Yeah, it's it's ridiculous because uh, the FCC has no jurisdiction. They just, you know, they're a rulemaking body. They, they right. don't enforce anything. That's why they need to, like, you know, loop in the FTC. Mm -hmm. And why the FTC has other shit to do besides talk about your tweets. You yeah. know, let's get yeah. them on this whole problem of the monopolies. <laughs> Figure <laughs> that part out. Yeah, we, so let's solve that first. It's a much bigger problem. Yeah. 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 And uh, you're, a, you're a fan of Jolly Old, aren't you? I am. I am. I, I'd live in London if it wasn't for the weather and the cost. Well, you might want to stay away from King's Cross because they well, that's have a good rule of thumb, out, uh, anyways. 
<laughs> True. It's it's never. I I haven't been over there in a long time. So if I've just offended somebody that lives there, and it's a wonderful part of town that's been gentrified recently, apologies. But uh, when I was living in London, King's Cross was prostitutes and drug addicts. Yeah, and yeah. Bands. You're lucky. A lot you're of lucky to, <laughs> lucky to not get stabbed. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so uh, that was that was never a good a uh, good area to hang out in. Well, yeah. It it seems to be fairly gentrified now and there's a whole bunch of new stuff that's being built there but uh yeah the developer of the place has installed facial recognition and didn't really tell anybody because the local council said it wasn't even aware the system was in place right and they say these cameras use a number of detection and tracking methods including facial recognition but also have sophisticated systems in place to protect the privacy of the general public bullshit (laughs) bullshit yeah i Somewhat a tempest in a teapot, to use one of your old sayings, because we know how bad facial recognition is. Um, yeah, but that's the problem with it. It's false positives. It's false positives. Yeah, you're going to go. Exactly. You're going so. to get a sandwich at the the local British subway because you don't want to wait for your Which delivery. Is just called subway. OK, they have them there. Yeah. <laughs> OK. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, the, the bobbies roll up on you and try to arrest you for something you didn't do. Yeah, you know? that's a problem. There's always that. Take a page. Well, I mean, first off, you uh, cameras have been used everywhere in London for the longest time. There's there's no privacy there. Um, so this is to be expected to a certain degree. But it would be nice if the UK. Well, they've got bigger fish to fry right now, as it were. Brexit. Uh, but uh, pay attention to your own studies. Uh, half the studies that we've done proving that facial re- facial recognition doesn't work have come from the UK. Mm-hmm. Um, turn it off, people. It's not working. And this last one I just thought was so awesome. It said, old Star Trek was right as U.S. Navy returns to manual switches. <laughs> you know, I actually saw this story, but I didn't see it connected to Star Trek. I just saw the story about how they're getting rid of uh, touchscreens and going back to switches. Uh, and I didn't think it was interesting enough. But you found a story that tied it to Star Trek and made it interesting. Yeah. Yeah. They're saying that, you know, the, the Navy is going to start reverting their destroyers back to physical throttle and traditional helm control systems in the next 18 to 24 months, because that's what the people who run the ships prefer. They don't want touch screens. They want a good ka-ching, ka-chung, you know, when you, you know, go to full and then you have to do the little thing on the wheel. And it just, you know, would be kind of fun. But uh, after some of the collisions they've had, apparently <laughs> touch screens don't really work that well for driving a destroyer. <laughs> so. And that's that's the tie in, because if you go back and look at the old Enterprise, it was all switches and all switches switches. and knobs and dials. It was all pre solar flares. Warmer, sunnier days are calling and it's time to fuel up with factors. No prep, no mess meals. Meet your wellness goals in time for summer. Thanks to the menu of chef crafted meals with options like calorie smart, protein plus and keto. Factor Fresh's never-frozen meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great-tasting meals. Make today the day that you kickstart a new healthy routine. What are you waiting for? Step into a world of endless culinary delight with over 35 enticing meal options and over 60 tantalizing add-ons refreshed weekly. This May, supercharge your wellness journey with dietitian approved dishes built on ingredients you can count on. Treat your taste buds every day from sunrise to sunset with effortless, nutritious choices, spanning from energizing breakfasts to delectable desserts. Indulge in the luxury of restaurant-caliber meals right at home. Savor the sophistication of filet mignon, the freshness of shrimp, and the bold flavors of blackened salmon. 
Simplify your life with Factor Meals, ready in just two minutes. Say goodbye to grocery runs, tedious prep, and cleanup. I love these things. I can't even tell you what I had this week because I had so many of them. But that's the great thing about Factor. Every week you have new options, and they're delicious. And you can tailor your eating experience with six specialized menu options. Whether you're looking to cut calories, boost protein, go meat-free, or maintain a well-rounded diet, they make it easy to support your lifestyle goals. Tune in to taste, convenience, and wellness with every bite. Head to factormeals.com slash grumpy50 and use code grumpy50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box. That's code grumpy50 at factormeals.com slash grumpy50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box while your subscription is active. Media Candy. I'm pretty excited about Amazon's Lord of the Rings TV show because uh, they're tossing a shit ton of money at it. So it'll probably be pretty good. Well, you know what? They also toss a shit ton of money at Avatar. Hmm. That wasn't pretty good. So money, money does not equal quality, my friend. Okay, fair enough. But good source material that they're working with. And that's relevant because they have to stick to the source material. They Mm -hmm. have there is somebody who is actually paid for a living as a Tolkien consultant. Interesting. Unbelievable. But he has been hired uh, by Amazon and uh, because of the Tolkien state is assisting that uh, they don't change a damn thing. So they have to work from every existing piece that is out there. Um, They are not allowed to touch the first age or the third age, which the movies were in. They're only allowed to be in the second age and they have to follow all the main points that have been established by Tolkien for that. There's obviously a lot of wiggle room there and a lot that hasn't been fleshed out. So that's what they get to do. Uh, but uh, they've been. Yeah, I mean, it's 100 percent. You cannot uh, take any creative license or liberties with this material. That's it. You have to do it. All has to be canon, as it were. Interesting. Remember on Star Trek, Gene Roddenberry's rules where you, they couldn't have conflict between the, uh, you know, the the main staff, the bridge staff. They could never have conflict really between them. That's yep. why they, they always came up with that alternate universe version of somebody, because that way you could have conflict, <laughs> yeah. but not with the actual characters. If he's got a beard, you can yell at him. Exactly. <laughs> and the interesting thing about that, the only reason I bring it up is after Gene Roddenberry died, we got Deep Space Nine because they threw the rule out the window. And <laughs> Deep, Space, Deep Space Nine <laughs> is one of my favorite Star Trek series of all time. So, mm-hmm. you know, I think that since Tolkien's gone, just let him run free. Screw it. Hobbits for I, everyone. I kind of actually agree, but uh, you never know. Anyways, I'm excited about it. And actually, to be honest, I've never delved that deeply into the Tolkien stuff. I've read, I've read obviously the main books. I've read the Hobbit and Lord of the Rings trilogy, but I've never read uh, any of the other stuff. So this will all be new to me, anyways. I didn't even know there was other stuff. I never read any of it. So there's a ton of other stuff, and it's I, uh, I, not, not I that bought, exciting. Uh, yeah, I bought a copy <laughs> of Lord of the Rings in hardcover when the movies first came out because I'm like, oh, maybe I should read the books now. The book was so heavy that when I would read in bed and if I fell asleep, the book would fall on me and wake me up (laughs) so damn heavy. So I just never went back. Well, there you go. Uh, One of our favorite shows, you and I both, is is somebody feed Phil. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's uh, done two episodes or two seasons, I believe now. And, you know, uh, you blow through it pretty quickly, but you feel really good. Uh, We got a long time to wait for the next one. But luckily, Phil is throwing us uh, some morsels, as it were. 
He's launched his, well, he's had the YouTube channel anyways, but he's basically kind of launching a mini show on his YouTube channel, which will be great. Uh, Hmm. It's called Phil's Finds, and it's going to focus on his latest favorite places to eat that I have to tell you about immediately, he says. The first episode features. (laughs) Spoilers for the next season. I'm hoping that these will be separate from the next season. That's that's my hope, but we'll see. Anyways, I don't care. It, it means I'm getting more of these clips now, and and I just love this guy, and he's so damn funny. So I'm very much looking forward to watching some of these. I did a thing with this last season that came out. I took it out of my list, so it's not always in my face when I go to Netflix. And every right. now and again, I'll just remember, oh, yeah, I can go watch another episode of that, because I, <laughs> I have like six left in the last season. Right. And uh, yeah, mm-hmm. it's... Uh, it's a good show. And there are actually three seasons if you count his first PBS series, which is also on Netflix. So you can see all you, there's three seasons, but then it's not the same show. Right. Yeah. Because the other one was the previous one that was just on PBS. Right. But I love that one because they did. Oh, yeah. uh, they did some really good stuff on that one. Yep. And I found a documentary series over on Amazon called This is Football, and this would be the European football, not the American football. Uh, It's a six-part documentary which explores football's extraordinary impact on the world. Uh, I watched all six episodes. I really did binge this. It was amazing, and I don't think you need to be a fan of football at all to watch it because it's more about society and uh, how the game has uh, done amazing things all around the world. It's, It's really, really well done. I absolutely loved it. Um, a couple caveats here. Uh, the first episode, Redemption, uh, which explores the redemptive power of sport and stories of survival made possible through football, is a downer. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's all about Rwanda and the genocide. And mm. I was watching it going, this is horrible. Oh, God, this is so sad. And but it is <laughs> there. There is the redemption of, of football, soccer and uh it was a rough first one episode to get through. Uh, two, uh, two through five are, are much easier and enjoyable and very interesting episodes. And then the other caveat is the sixth episode, which is all about Lionel Messi. And if you're not a fan of Lionel Messi, as I am not, uh, it's a bit hard watching just a puff piece towards a certain player. Yes, granted, he is probably the greatest living soccer player in the world, but the Germans shut him down repeatedly all the time, <laughs> every single time. <laughs> okay, got to throw it, got to throw in a shout for your Germans always. That's right. <laughs> so it, it was really enjoyable. Actually, J- Jason, I think you'd enjoy it um, without even giving a crap about soccer. Okay, maybe I'll give it a shot. Now, this one, I've been I've been excited and not excited about this one. This is the boys <laughs> on Amazon. Yeah, I haven't watched it yet. You told me I should. Um, I haven't gotten around to it yet. There is advertising for it. Everywhere. Everywhere. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I'm a little I always get worried when something gets pushed on me that hard. Well, I, I got a note from friend of the show, Chen. She's like, have you been watching this? Uh, Teeter and I have been binging it. And I'm like, OK, well, if they're binging it, then I know it's good because they have pretty much the same taste that I do. So mm-hmm. I, I started in on it and I have two episodes to go. And I think this is the greatest superhero show ever made. <laughs> All right. Is, <laughs> so awesome because they're not good people. It's right. It's awesome. I mean, really not good people. This is for adults. This is not for children. Right. This is definitely not your, you know, not the Marvel that you grew up with. So I I really enjoy it. And it's got Carl Urban in it, who I love. I mean, I mm-hmm. think he's one of the greatest guys out there. And once his TV series originally got canceled where he was uh, 
part robot and had to deal with other robots and stuff. I think it was on Fox. I was really bummed when that got canceled because I thought that was a really good show. So I'm right. glad to see him back on on the TVs, if, if you can call it that. <laughs> the next thing I watched was a docu-series called The Family on Netflix. Have you seen anything about this? I have not. I've not even heard anything about it. That's the whole point of The Family is you're not supposed to know about The Family. <laughs> okay. <laughs> this is kind of the old boys club. Right. Based on... Uh, based on a weird bastardization of uh, the gospels of Jesus. But okay. these guys have been around for 80 years and uh, they put on the national prayer breakfast. That's one of the okay. things that they do. Very under the radar organization that you've never mm-hmm. heard of. And I'd never heard of it. Fascinating. Really, really fascinating. I highly recommend you check it out because this All is right. like, you know, some really kind of bizarre stuff that these guys are into. It's not, <laughs> I mean, it's definitely culty. It's definitely culty, but um, not as culty as some other cults, but it is Scientology. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. It's close, though. It's pretty close. I mean, but I highly recommend it. It's five part series. Goes really quick. So excellent. Check that out. out. And we got a bit of music news at the end of the uh, segment here. I just found this one. Uh, This came out a couple of weeks ago and I just. Didn't find the time to talk about it yet. Uh, Kraftwerk has won a landmark European copyright case over Metal of Metal. And uh, the TLDR on this is sampling is now basically illegal. Really? (laughs) This took almost 22 years. This is a case that's been going on for 22 years. And the European Court of Justice has finally ruled that musicians cannot sample other artists' records without their permission. Permission here obviously also means money. you got to pay for the samples. And that is that, according to the European Commission. Now, uh, this, you know, we'll see what happens here in the U.S., but uh, this is definitely a precedent that's being set. Um, We've had some version of this here in the U.S., but this is this is basically hands out saying Flat out, no Nine. sampling. Nine, you shall no longer sample. You will have to pay and get the rights, which is kind of as it should be. Uh, well, it's interesting because I thought in, in the U.S. you can sample, but you just have to pay, right? You don't have to get permission. Is that the difference? Uh, yeah, you do not have to get permission here. You just have to pay. Um, and <laughs> it's basically uh, typical, you know, it's 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 uh, Silicon Valley-esque rules. You know, you do it and ask for permission later. And if you get caught, then pay. Got it. That's okay. kind of how it works right now. Uh, and this is kind of jumping out ahead of it and basically just saying you, you will get fined a lot if you do it without permission. You absolutely have to get permission. Uh, you know, your your stuff, if it doesn't have the right permissions and payments made, will not get played anywhere on radio, on streaming, etc. cetera. Uh, things will have to be taken down. So it'll, it's interesting to see how this is going to be uh, policed, basically. Now, is this going forward or is this retroactive? Um, I, don't I guess know. it can't That's really an interesting be retro. question, actually. I, yeah, I it can't it can really be. be. Yeah. That, uh, that would spark a whole new industry. <laughs> yeah, because uh, you'd have to go back over the last, you know, 30 years. You know, Paul's Boutique by the Beastie Boys would immediately have to be pulled off all shelves everywhere because that <laughs> yeah. is basically an entire album made from samples before there were sampling rules. So, yep. yeah. And uh, I found a new podcast, as it were. MailChimp has decided to pay Shirley Manson to do a podcast. Hmm. I could listen to Shirley Manson talk about anything all day long. If she wanted to uh, wax philosophical about uh, corn chips, I would listen to that because (laughs) I just love her voice. It's amazing. Uh, But this is better than that. Uh, Unfortunately, they're quite short episodes, which is, I guess, good. 18 minutes or so, 20 minutes. Mm -hmm. And uh, she just talks to a bunch of musicians. It's called The Jump. 
And uh, she talks to a bunch of musicians about what was the game changer for them. The, the one thing that happened that just changed their entire world. And uh, I would happily prefer to listen to these other artists interviewing Shirley, but you know, I'll take Shirley interviewing them. Uh, I listened to the Karen O episode uh, from the Yaya Yaz. That was great. I listened to the Courtney Love episode and I'm not a Courtney Love fan, but I really enjoyed the episode mm-hmm. and she's got about eight episodes total. Now a bunch of different artists, the other artists I haven't really heard of before, but I just, it's great. It's uh, she's phenomenal. It's just a breath of fresh air. Yeah. I listened to the trailer and mm-hmm. I added it to the queue. I've never heard of basically anybody in that list. So except Courtney Love. And right. so I think it'll be interesting. I like I like mm-hmm. listening to new shows and the audio quality, of course, is perfect. Flawless. Yeah, they do a very so, good job with the audio quality. When you got MailChimp money, I'm sorry, MailChimp <laughs> money, <laughs> then it's uh, it's interesting. That's I mean, I, there's going to be a lot of podcasts that are coming out of corporate sponsorship. And I'm okay with Hello. that. Hello. It keeps people like us in business. <laughs> we could use some corporate sponsorship money. We'll take it. Yeah. This episode yeah. is sponsored by Hover.com and Eero.com. <laughs> so, and uh, this came in this morning. Music is coming to podcasts finally. Sound Maybe. Exchange is announcing plans to collaborate with Source Audio to provide a new solution for the rapidly growing podcast industry to secure music with fully integrated global licenses. Good hmm. luck. Yeah, <laughs> I knew you'd have something to say about this. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 you know, my wife is maybe possibly involved in this. Yeah, it, oh, okay. I mean, it, 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 it can happen. It could definitely happen. Um, the labels want way too much money right now. Um, oh. I mean, they don't want too much money. It's what they should be getting. But podcasts are not going to pay for that. They're not going right. to pay at that level. So it's going to be interesting to see if they can make this happen. I, I don't see it happening. I I don't think we're going to come back to uh, the day of, you know, when I used to find uh, really, really good music uh, to, that had something to do with each segment and putting it in there anymore because it, we're, it's prohibitively expensive. It's not going to happen. Yeah, well, it's interesting. We're going to find out some more info and we'll have a follow up on it on the next show, probably, because uh, the discussion is at three thirty on Thursday at Podcast yep. Movement, which in Orlando, I'm, which I'm thankful the hotbed not of at. the music industry. <laughs> That's a hotbed of the podcast industry. Uh, I just I've been to one podcast movement and I found zero value in it. I'm like, OK, I'm around a bunch of other people who make podcasts. They're my competition. Great. All right. Um Let's move on. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, it'll be interesting. I, I, I definitely want to see what comes out of this. I think it's just funny because you put this in just shortly after I put in the jump with Shirley Manson. And I was listening to an episode of it just the other day. And of course, they have their own original music because they can't use music. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so even, you know, Shirley Manson, who is in a band, was unable to use one of her own songs as the intro or outro music for her own show. <laughs> even with all that mailchimp money they couldn't even make with it all happen. that mailchimp money <laughs> yeah the future does not bode well for podcasters like us everyone needs a world-class vpn grumpy old geeks recommends private internet access to protect your online privacy and identity private internet access never keeps any records of their users online activities so you can be assured that you have complete privacy and nobody knows what you're doing online no matter your technical skills private internet access is one of the easiest vpn apps out there all it takes to connect is just one click or tap and your data will be encrypted instantly 
With just one private internet access VPN subscription, you can connect up to 10 devices at the same time. Go to GOG.show slash VPN and sign up today. For a limited time only, you can get our favorite VPN for just $2.69 a month when you sign up for two years. GOG.show slash VPN. That's GOG.show slash VPN. Moron of the Week! I feel a little bad putting this in Moron of the Week because they're certainly trying to do a good thing, but uh, I'm never buying this vodka. Scientists have made vodka from crops inside the Chernobyl exclusion zone. What the hell are they thinking? Yes, if you enjoyed the recent hit show Chernobyl, marketing, <laughs> then you might want to try this new vodka created from crops right within the exclusion zone. The aptly, if not slightly insensitively named Atomic is... <laughs> And they want to go out of their way to make sure that, you know, it is radioactive free, which is what I look for in my vodkas. (laughs) And the team behind the project are calling it possibly the most important bottle of spirits in the world. Yes, it was created by scientists from both the UK and the Ukraine who spent three years researching the area and looking into the transference of radioactivity to crops grown locally. Newsflash, they're all dead now. (laughs) they're not doing very well no they seem to be okay right now and they do plan for 75 percent of the profits to be given back to the local community here we go and this is where i feel wait, wait, bad about is, making these is, wait, wait, morons wait, wait, of the week wait 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 <laughs> this is the exclusion zone there's not supposed to be any community left well in typical russian fashion many thousands of people are still living in the and wait for it this is our show title zone of obligatory resettlement <laughs> Oh, God. new investment and use of agricultural land is still forbidden, so they have to live there, but we can't invest anything and we can't use the land because you're going to die. Oh, my God. So good on them for helping the poor fucking saps that have to live there. Um, But I shall not. Here's what they need to do. Teach them how to to make the vodka so they can just drink themselves to death before they die of radiation poisoning. (laughs) Or at least, like, calm the blow. It goes back to my old theory about if I were to commit suicide, the way I do it would be to staple myself to a waterbed. We'll see if I drown or bleed out first. And this one. Oh, my God. The state of California has lost its freaking mind. (laughs) Oh, it is. It is going to be illegal in California to sell gene therapy kits unless they carry a warning that says not to use them on yourself. Use them on your friends. Use them on your family. Just don't use them on yourself. And (laughs) this this actually passed this is going to become a new law in january there are no kits that are out there right now for gene therapy on humans so and and here's 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 the kicker the the greatest kicker of all (laughs) this does not stop them from selling them this does not stop anybody from creating them all you have to do is put a sticker on it that says it's not for self-administration yeah, Yay. not for you, son. Well, good job, everyone. Good job. Uh, yeah, way to go. Uh, it was a Republican state senator, Ling Ling Chang, came up with this one, and Gavin Dipshit Newsom signed it into signed it into law. So, oh, he will be signing it. Yeah, no, on July thirtieth, he signed it into law. So, uh, come January, Ooh, come I January, feel protected. Yep. If you uh, <laughs> if you're making some CRISPR action, if you're trying to make those CRISPR babies, make sure to check for the sticker first, because as we know, stickers prevent everything. Well, if you're trying to make a CRISPR baby, basically the the sticker will tell you um, you this as is a the mom, one you want. <laughs> you as your you as a mom should not do it yourself. Hand it over to your husband, who can then administer it to you. <laughs> exactly. Because this sticker basically just says, "Don't self-administer." Yeah. Oh my god. Idiots. 
<laughs> Absolutely. And we have an inadvertent hero of the week. Mm-hmm. Chase Bank mm-hmm. in Canada uh-huh. has basically, they, they used to run two uh, cards out of there. Um, they ran an Amazon.ca Rewards Visa and a mm-hmm. Marriott Rewards Premier Visa. Right. Well, they cut the cards off last year because they're pulling out of the Canadian credit card market. Okay. Well, it was taking a long time for people to pay back all the money so they couldn't actually shut the program down. So they just said, yeah, you're done. You're free. Go with God. They wiped away all the debt. I happen to have a Chase uh, Visa card in the U.S., so feel free to pull out of the United States. <laughs> exactly. Go I away. Am, give me a little <laughs> warning because I pay off my bill every month. I'll run that fucker up. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> So I thought this was pretty cool that they actually just we said... We have a new $20,000 a month Patreon subscriber. <laughs> yes, we do. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Imagine if we knew this was coming. Oh, That'd be the best thing in the world. Unbelievable. I would have totally like skirted the insider trading laws if I knew this was coming. <laughs> I'd be like, if you're in Canada <laughs> and you really like us, help a brother out. Oh, my God. So, I mean, a lot of Canadians are very happy. So that, well at done. least there's some well good done. news there. Good news. Feedback loop. We've got some new Patreon subscribers. James, Daniel, Vladimir, Anoop, Porkchop the Clown, Mark, <laughs> and BG. I love Porkchop the Clown. Me too. I don't like Thanks clowns, so but I like Porkchop. <laughs> and we got over at PayPal, Daniel, Bread, Michael, and Linda. Thank you all so much. Uh, I dropped the ball on Twitter today. I, I, I'm so sorry. I know we had a lot of people writing us. I know Jason was responding to a lot of people. Um, we recorded a little bit earlier. My family took a little bit longer to get out the door this morning. So sorry about that. I did just see one thing right before we went to record. Rod of Disaster said, please do not get rid of your shocking call. Just proving you can't make anybody happy. Of course not. No, no, yeah. no. <laughs> Amanda writes in over at GOG.show Greetings, O heralds of the coming geek apocalypse. I ran a quick search on the prior episodes and didn't see this, so here I am making suggestions. How about an episode tidbit for new Mac users from the grumpy perspective? I finally said goodbye to Micro Satan and traded up to a 2019 iMac 27 inch. Congratulations, of great machines. So mm-hmm. I and probably others would be very happy to hear your take on must have and must do stuffs for Mac neophytes. Seriously, I love the podcast, and thank you both for putting me onto several tidbits and doodads. Cool grumpings. Ah, well, there's a related comment that we're going to talk about very shortly. If we had the time to do all these sorts of things, we would. Uh, we did this. Uh, I moved from Microsoft to Apple, all Apple, about three-ish years ago. So there mm-hmm. are a few episodes in there uh, with Jason coaching me up and things that I found. Unfortunately, you know, our search on our website ain't the best. Yeah, working on fixing that. But uh, I do have a list. Uh, we're doing apps and doodads on the Friday show. I will pull out my list because I have yep. I just I just, you know, spun up a new uh, my new MacBook Air, which I absolutely adore. So I have that list. handy. Oh, so it's fresh in your mind because you just recently yeah. installed everything. So. Exactly. So I, I, I went back to my list that I have in Apple Notes and updated it. So this is actually good timing, Amanda, because I have that list handy. So we'll cover it on uh, the, the next show for Saturday. And Michaela wrote us about the uh, Tom, Tumblr, Yahoo, Verizon, WordPress thing as well. But uh, mainly I want to mention her and give her a shout out because she did an amazing video uh, of the show uh, that I was not there for. Um, but she did a really funny little great video thing and she sent it to us on Twitter. So check that out on the Twitter sphere. 
Holly writes in, I may be late to the game, but this seems like a show both of you would like, and this episode especially. This episode is on Netflix, and it's called Adam Ruins the Internet. I've heard a lot about this show. A lot of my friends really like it. I've never watched it. Um, I should watch this one because, you know, it's right up our wheelhouse. So thanks for the tip. I will check it out. I will as well. And Kevin writes us, the People's Bank of China is releasing its own cryptocurrency. What could possibly go wrong? Yes, the Chinese uh, PBOC says its own cryptocurrency is close to release, whatever that means. Uh, they've obviously done this as a response to uh, Facebook's plan for Libra, because no government wants Facebook to be controlling a cryptocurrency. Yeah, it's just interesting that China, you know, of course, banned all cryptocurrency just so they could make cryptocurrency, which reminds me of Amazon, mm, who puts yeah. all the booksellers out of business and then opens opening bookstores. Book <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You can't do it, but we can. If you can't beat them, crush them, then beat them. Yes. <laughs> That's how it works. <laughs> Matt writes in, thanks for your advice. I've been using Overcast to download and listen to podcasts and finally rid myself of Apple's shitty app. You mentioned routinely that you would appreciate us hitting the stars in Overcast. Would it help if all us listeners went back into the archives and hit a star for every single episode? Or would that not make a difference? Or can I order you a bunch of stars and have them shipped to you via Deliveroo? Stay grumpy. <laughs> Well, uh, totally helps. Get on it. <laughs> Appreciate <laughs> yes, it. We'll take it. Uh, and Ryan and a few other people sent uh, sent this to me. Uh, Brian was complaining about the Philips Hue not being able to be controlled from the wall and the app. This product by Lutron is supposed to solve that. Good luck. And it's the Aurora small, Smart Bulb Dimmer. Now, I looked into this for a Smart Bulb Dimmer. Uh, it <laughs> physically locks the on switch into place so you cannot turn it off. <laughs> by the wall uh, and it has a dimmer now i have a dimmer already uh, uh not a smart dimmer but the dimmer does not work with the philips hue light bulbs it makes them blink instead of dimming uh so i don't know if that's going to solve that problem also it doesn't really solve the problem between the state of the dimming on the physical dimmer versus the app they're not talking to each other so i as far as i can tell now, they may do that. I can't see anything in the facts about it. The only way I'm going to find out if this works or not is, of course, to fucking buy one and then be disappointed by it, I'm sure. I, I don't think this is going to solve all the issues that I have with it. I don't think this is the solution yet, but we'll see. Maybe I should order one. I was going to say the only way to find out is to try it. Yep. Or ask, and, uh, some, ask some other friends if they've got it. And Well, uh, yeah, if anybody has this, let me know how it's working. Because uh, I'm not quite uh, ready to go out on a limb on this because I don't think it's going to solve the problem. But we'll see. It's only it's 40 bucks. Maybe I should get one. But then That's I'm just going to piss my light wife switch. off again. <laughs> it's a lot for a light switch. Yeah, it's 40 bucks. I mean, that and if it it's doesn't. almost the price of the bulb. It is, basically. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know about this. Yeah, I, I kind of want to see what's if anybody has done this. Let me know if it works. All right. And Wayne writes in, I've been listening over a year and I've been amused with your constant berating of the scooters. So I went to Paris on holidays, and there they were. Every fucking street corner littering the streets. <laughs> abandoned everywhere. I share your hatred. Burn the bastarding things to the ground. Love the podcast, you disgusting foul-mouthed old farts. Thank you, Wayne. That's that's interesting. I didn't realize. I haven't been to Paris since uh, the scooters have come out. You used to just have to look for dog shit everywhere, but now you're jumping dog shit and scooters. 
<laughs> yeah, that's the way it goes. Yep. And Paula writes in, longtime listener, first time sharer, big fan of your show and everything you investigate and TLDR for the rest of us. Thank you and Dave Bittner for pointing out all the road hazards on our tech and life journeys. Just wanted to pass along a podcast you and your listeners might also enjoy, your undivided attention. Super interesting discussions on how we are manipulated and societies are destabilized by tech without foresight or ethics. Stay grumpy. Well, that sounds right up our alley. Here's the thing. I went and I, I loaded every single episode of this show up. It's mm-hmm. Tristan Harris. Oh, cool. Yeah. He, he was the Google ethics guy that left and said, we're killing the world. <laughs> Let's not do this. Right. So I love Tristan Harris and I didn't know he had a show. So thanks, Paula, for pointing this one out. This is uh, I'm going to have to start going on a few more walks so I can binge this because <laughs> it sounds really good. And Exalted writes in. Crazy idea that came to me from being grumpy that this does not exist, or rather, if it does, it's not easy to find. So what he wants us to do, or she, because they're very exalted, uh, basically to take all of the old episodes and summarize everything. Like we could have a library section where all the books are, are listed, good, bad, ugly, and who rated them and who liked them. It's a lot of work. This is episode 368. <laughs> Yeah, listen, look, we we did this for a while um, when Amazon actually supported people. Um, (laughs) We had we had a really great uh, system. They had a great system where you could create a little storefront. It was super easy for us to update. And we put in our favorite books and our favorite movies and our favorite uh, doodads and and stuff that we were buying. And Amazon pulled the rug out from us and they said, this is working. So obviously we can't have this. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) this works great and we don't want to pay you. Uh, so we can't have this and they took it away. So since then, uh, you know, we have our show notes and yeah, our search sucks, but uh, it just takes too damn much time. And in a related note, if you're out there and you're looking for an unpaid internship and you want to do this for us, <laughs> by all means, we will we will talk to your college people. We will give you a letter saying that you worked for us. Um, <laughs> we'd, we'd be happy to. Uh, if, and, and you get a magnet. It will give you a magnet and a few stickers. Why not? But uh, we just don't have the time to go through all of our old shows, unfortunately. Yeah, I thought about this and I was thinking maybe a wiki would work where people could throw things in there in the in the end. But then that's something else we have to police and set up and, and monitor. And yeah, yeah, it's just so and then we'd want our work. own Amazon links and you'd put in your Amazon links, even though we get nothing from Amazon anyways. Yeah, I yeah. can't make Amazon <laughs> links. So. Yeah, the thing is, if we 10 X our Patreon subscribers, <laughs> we, we could do have this enough sort money of thing. and yes. time to do that. Yes. Until then, we cannot do it. I really wish we could, but so you're going to be stuck with us for a little bit longer. We're still working on the new site. I'm going to have time to finish the new site soon, too. So hopefully the search will get uh, updated with that as well. There you go. And John writes in regarding Google Chrome incognito mode and paywalls. One, it makes a lot of sense to me for Google to make it difficult for websites to know if someone is in incognito mode. What's the point of incognito mode if it is easy to detect? True enough. Two, I agree that sites allowing a free a few free accesses and shutting down the rest is perfectly fair. I don't find it worth my time to pay for the New York Times or Washington Post, so I don't go to links there even if I could get one or three for free. Just wanted to point out that protecting incognito mode is a very worthy goal. Thanks. Agreed. It is a worthy goal. Mm-hmm. Also, getting paid for journalism is a worthy goal. Yeah. So yeah, this there is we a, are. This is <laughs> butting heads on an intersecting point. Yes. And, you know, th- that the point of incognito mode doesn't really if it's easy to detect if you're in it or not doesn't actually uh, it doesn't necessarily not mean it. it's not the purpose yeah, exactly it, the purpose you know, is the purpose not to be so, tracked yeah, yeah exactly that's the whole point of it so uh fingerprinting and things like that and cookies cookies are the biggest issue 
because everybody's got the cookies mm-hmm. and I, you know, I see them as different, different problems, but uh, yeah, I don't know. Pay for your journalism. Yep. I even signed up for a couple new ones this week. I know I got some logins. Thank you. You're welcome. Patreon.com slash GOG. <laughs> Matt writes in, glad you're back, Brian. I for one like it when you both get political or as I would say, speak common sense. Here's an article to go with so many topics. Automated cars, privacy, AI, just to wind to Brian up, free will, and the nanny state. Oh, boy. Did you read this one? I did, and... Uh, this this made me angry. It makes me angry. <laughs> it's, it's, we're getting rid of all our freedoms. It's unbelievable. Speed yes. limit technology to be implemented in all new cars by 2022. What if you really need to speed up to get out of the way of an accident? This is going to kill somebody. Yeah. This is exactly this is, what I was thinking. This is going to kill someone. Yeah. And they're saying that it's all about safety. Well, no, that's dumb. That's dumb. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, this is e- This is an EU thing. It's mm-hmm. And it's going to Britain as well, even even if Brexit happens or whatnot. Right. Um, they, the Brits have already signed off on doing this. And I think it is the dumbest idea. I mean, yeah, I hate people who speed, you mm-hmm. know, you're yep. a maniac. <laughs> uh, thanks, George Carlin. I miss you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Again, but, I mean, uh, it's, it's have silly. we really reached this point in the world where, I, I mean, I guess we have. People don't, people aren't rational. People aren't, com- people don't use common sense anymore. Don't speed. You don't need a car <laughs> to force it on you. Just don't do it. And if you need to, you should have the option because there have been plenty of times where I've jammed on the gas because somebody was being stupid near me and it got me out mm-hmm. of harm's way. And I need that. Yeah. Yeah. Like one that happens to me all the time when I'm on cross country trips, I'm like two thirds up on a semi and the guy just starts to pull into my lane and I have oh. to jam the gas yep. to get past him. If I if I hit the brakes to try and slow down, I'm the hit by the back wheels happens yep. all the time on cross country trips because yep. truck drivers are idiots. But well, not the truck drivers who listen to this show on long haul <laughs> trips. You guys are awesome. We love you guys. Just don't Keep run me over. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just don't run me over. Uh but yeah, I there are so many times when you need the speed. So yep. I, I need, feel the I need, feel need, the need, the need for, for speed. speed. <laughs> and Jay writes in, and uh, yeah, I saw this too. Oh. Uh, I'm sure you're all over this, but wow! And this is a wow situation. Obviously, this this has got to be illegal. Uh, I can't see any world in which it isn't. Movie Pass changed some users' passwords on purpose so they couldn't access the service. Yeah, this is a whole bunch of bucket of bullshit. <laughs> Now, I'm assuming you could just hit the forgot your password and then do all of that rigmarole to get your stuff to see your movie. But what the actual fuck? <laughs> yeah. And they were actually shutting down movies like because they, they they had a, a, a fund going. And if the the actual number of users drained that fund for the day, they're like, OK, we can't afford anymore. <laughs> Look, here's the you know. movie pass. You have a business plan or you don't. So be in business or not. You're existing in this crazy twilight world where you think you have a business plan as long as you screw all your actual users. You're like the gym membership that just fucking shuts its doors and puts a lock on it and doesn't let anyone in. Yeah, you're still getting that's exactly what you're doing. You can use the parking lot all you want. (laughs) (laughs) That's insane. Like, how are they still even in business? I don't know. I think we're just waiting for all the lawsuits to hit. (sighs) So bad. I should subscribe right now just so I can be a part of the lawsuit. Get my two dollars. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I want my two dollars. And this one was great. Mike writes in, forget the wicker chairs. I want to go in on one of these. It says nothing quite like the Bristol balloon fiesta. <laughs> and this is this is pretty awesome. It's a picture of a Darth Vader hot air balloon 
leading the charge at the uh, the Bristol Balloon Fiesta. But I do have to point out, Mike, that uh, underneath Darth Vader, there is a wicker basket, but it's still pretty damn cool. <laughs> it is very cool. Excellent. And Chris writes in another thing you might have not known about Katie Sackhoff. She was in CW's The Flash. This is true because I've never watched CW's The Flash or anything on CW for that matter. I watched the first two seasons, so oh, Arrow was fun. She was an uber villain across a bunch of episodes in season four. Amunette Black, one of my children, has been watching the whole series, and she's so funny as a metahuman who shoots metal bits from a glove, all while collecting other metahumans to sell and laughing maniacally. Fun. The Flash season four is on Netflix. So maybe I'll check that out just for her. I've watched a bit of her YouTube series. I, I've enjoyed it. I like it. I mean, she's just doing normal ass day, daily, day to day stuff, but it's her. It's funny. Like goat yoga? Is yeah. that normal day-to-day stuff? It is for a lot of people I guess in LA it days. is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is Los Angeles. Yes. People do crazy stuff. That's right. Brett writes in, Morning, chaps. With the recent coverage of changes coming to WhatsApp being Zuckerberg and its privacy at risk, what would you recommend as a replacement? Has to be cross-platform and secure. Thanks, Brett. A lot of people seem to like Telegram. Telegram, Signal. Yeah. Yeah. I think Signal is the only one that I've got installed. There were issues with Telegram for a while, but... Uh, I had both yeah, installed. Signal. I don't have either installed anymore because it is what it is. <laughs> yeah, I never needed WhatsApp, so I found out that I also didn't need Signal or Telegram. <laughs> like, everybody in Canada is on WhatsApp. So, for me, it's kind of required to be in touch with all, all my friends there. <laughs> yeah, so if anybody has any uh, recommendations for Brett, drop us a note and we'll put it in uh, the show. Mm-hmm. Appreciate it. Yeah, appreciate over at iTunes, we have a five-star rating, Super Grump, from Schmoopy in Israel. A weekly, Schmoopy. Schmoopy! A weekly review of news from the tech industry, meticulously dissected in a grumpy, fun manner. As far as tech news goes, you just cannot go wrong with grumpy old geeks. Thank you. Well, thank you, Schmoopy. Mm-hmm. And Kayusi uh, writes in, informative and geeky. This is another five-star. I like this podcast. I listen to it on my daily commute. It's funny, informative, geeky, and for sure grumpy. I usually forget to go back and check show notes afterwards. I hope there is a newsletter with the notes (laughs) sent to my email directly. Thanks a lot, guys, and stay grumpy. Actually, on the website, you can sign up for to subscribe to get a when the new show comes out, Mm -hmm. and uh, that will send you the show notes in an email. There you go. So we have that, apparently. Who knew? Mm -hmm. Good on us. And Bonut 1988 gave us a three-star remove <laughs> review. Decent content, he says. Decent, or she, could be a she. Decent conversation and synergy between the hosts. Jason keeps the show going, though. Brian is too arrogant for his own good. Very off-putting personality. <laughs> I thought you'd want to read that one. I thought you'd particularly enjoy it. I like this, though, I because... You're I, so arrogant, I wanted to hear it come from you. <laughs> I, you know, I, I will take this not in the spirit it was given, because I do actually have a relatively low-resting self-esteem rate and uh that makes me feel like i'm doing something right and i'm taking it as a compliment thank you i feel better about myself right now thank you bonut 1988 <laughs> i like this you though, want... because you know yeah. you're when we started the show you're the one that was the arrogant one and got all the reviews about being arrogant so i apparently i've taken that uh taken that baton and ran with it jason <laughs> it's like the earth's magnetic field every every couple of millennia it switches and goes the other way the polarity changes excellent if you want your question or comment read on the show, head over to GOG.show slash support and send us your feedback or questions that we can read on the air. And if you're so inclined, please head over to GOG.show slash iTunes and toss us a five star and snarky review. And don't forget those overcast stars. Yes, we will take uh, we will take archive stars as well from the back issues. They work, too. They work just as good. 
Closing shout out to friend of the show, Dr. Teeter. He is recovering from his beat down that we talked about several episodes ago. Fortunately, his, uh, his, his, unfortunately, his jaw had to be wired shut, but they removed it a couple of weeks early because he's healing, he's healing better. So get well soon, Dr. Teeter. I'm glad to hear he's doing much better. And uh, thankfully, I've seen some of the more recent photos. Uh, but unfortunately, Facebook, oh, that algorithm, it just keeps showing me the photo when you first got beat up, man, because people keep commenting on it. And uh, it's, uh-huh. it's hard to look at. I'm, I'm happy to see your much better face. Yeah, definitely. So, yeah, yeah, brother, get well soon. We mm-hmm. we miss you out. We, we we like your face not so puffy and purple. Yes. It's better that way. <laughs> Until next time, I'm Jason DeFilippo. And I'm Brian Schulmeister. Thanks for listening to Grumpy Old Geeks. Support the show and keep us on the air. Go to patreon.com slash GOG. Toss us a buck a month and we'll love you forever. If you'd like to give a one-time or recurring donation, go to GOG.show and click the PayPal button in the sidebar. Show notes for this episode are at GOG.show slash 368. Or, apparently, if you sign up for our mailing list, they'll get emailed to you when the show goes live. From there, you can find links to old episodes, leave feedback, ask questions, and get links to stuff we like. Stay grumpy and arrogant.